0: as alaikum, everyone. How are you all doing? I hope you've been doing well. There's a lot to cover in the markets. And as always, we're going to take a data-driven approach to figure out, you know, where we are in the markets right now and what can we expect for asset prices, some things to watch out for and, you know, other opportunities that may be on the horizon. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so um, let's uh, get a feel of where we are in the markets. And to start, I'm going to uh, cover basically what I think is the most important factor determining where the markets are going, and that is interest rate expectations. You know, we started the year with an expectation that there was an 80 to 90% probability that there would be interest rate cuts in March. and Uh, Since the inflation numbers uh, came out hotter than expected, that probability has been dropping steadily until now we're at a point where less than 60 percent, a less than 60 percent probability of a cut in March is now being priced in. And that's really what's dragging everything down now. There's uh, two sides to this. Uh, when you have a less than 60% expectation versus a 90% expectation of interest rate cuts, you leave more room for positive surprises. In addition, uh, when you have a sort of more neutral stance on rate cuts, uh, you're going to find a lot more opportunities in the market than when cuts were basically uh, priced in as if if there were a certainty. Uh, So really, now's the time to have your buying mentality uh, in uh, full effect, as opposed to when everyone thought that things were uh, going to go well. So really embrace the contrarian uh, view and uh, approach to markets. And I think that's going to serve you well. So, I still think that uh, the Fed, there's a good chance that the Fed cuts rates in March. Uh, Between now and March, uh, there's a lot that can happen. Uh, But what we can see is that the uh, delinquency rate on credit cards is now uh, as high as, or higher than it has been in the last decade, really. We haven't had uh, this high uh, delinquency rates to, um since uh, 2012 and when you look at the uh, federal budget and how much their uh, the federal government in the US is paying in terms of interest it's it's vertically upwards uh the uh, so we're paying you know close to 700 billion in interest annually uh, that's what we did in 2023 In 2024 we're going to pay uh more than that and that's just you know not sustainable for uh, the government. So you have, you know, private sector is reeling from these interest rates. Public sector is reeling, and uh, I think the uh, logical conclusion is that eventually there's going to be interest rate cuts in 2024. If they don't come in March, they'll come later, but they will come. And uh, if there is a delay, then there's more opportunity uh, for people to buy the risk assets that they wanted. Now, if we look at uh, global liquidity and really our interest rates are simply trying to gauge our our focus on interest rates is uh, simply for the purpose of trying to gauge, you know, how much liquidity there's going to be in the market, because that's the number one determinant of uh, asset prices is, you know, how much money there is available. And it does seem, if history is any guide, it does seem like we're turning the corner on Uh, Total liquidity. We've really hit the bottom band here in our upwards trend. And I think it's, uh, you know, even beyond the US, most, uh, there's at least a third of central banks globally are easing. And I think more and more central banks will start to ease in 2024. And that should raise global liquidity levels, which should bring up asset prices. Uh, If we look at the uh, market cap of uh, cryptocurrency, we can see. That, uh they've actually uh, reflected uh not just increase in uh Global liquidity levels the the slight increase um, that we've already experienced uh, but also an expectation I think for more uh, liquidity um e- increases uh, in the uh, months and uh perhaps years ahead now, when we look at the uh, zoom in and look at the total crypto market cap, I think it's noteworthy uh, to mention here that you know since the uh, the Bitcoin ETFs uh, approval and uh, you know we saw a drawdown drawdown in Bitcoin of around of actually more than ten uh, percent from the high. Um, the total crypto market cap has remained pretty steady. Uh, We haven't really seen a drawdown, an equivalent drawdown in terms of percentage points in uh, the total crypto uh, market cap, which tells me that even though Bitcoin experienced a drawdown, you know, altcoins have uh, benefited from the approval of the Bitcoin ETF. And I think the reason for that is that, you know, a lot of investors are taking uh, crypto more seriously and I think many may be looking at Bitcoin and saying, you know, that ship has sailed. There are no longer the types of returns that there once was uh, with that particular asset. And so let me go down the crypto list, uh, the crypto market cap list, and see if there are any other hidden gems that maybe I can uh I can invest in, you know, prior to them becoming more mature and experience some of those very high returns that Bitcoin once experienced. So I think the Bitcoin ETF, beyond just the impact that it has on Bitcoin's price, it will have a positive impact on crypto in general. And you'll see a lot more interest in altcoins as investors look for sort of the next Bitcoin um, among them. And we can see volume in uh, crypto. Now, this is specific for crypto trading volume in crypto has uh increased and i i really think that you know if you're if you if you aren't sure about the uh the winners and losers in crypto i think what is safe to say is that one category of winners is going to be the exchanges right so the de- decentralized exchanges will Benefit from increased interest in crypto. I think this is a pretty logical conclusion. and therefore, you know finding the best uh, decentralized exchange or you know maybe having a basket of them in your portfolio is not a bad idea because regardless of which crypto or which decentralized applications end up doing very well, what we know for sure is that there's going to be a lot of trading volume that accompanies this and this trading will happen on these decentralized exchanges which will benefit from the increased volume in trading and so and so decentralized exchanges i think are probably one of the best risk reward plays than what that one can make in uh, crypto and that's why i added a uh decentralized exchange related crypto to our Uh, crypto alt-portfolio for PIF members yesterday, actually. Uh, If we look at the uh, crypto fear and greed index, we're actually closer to neutral than we are to extreme greed. This is uh, in contrast to the end of uh, December uh, 2023, where we saw ourselves enter into the extreme greed part of uh, the index. Now, as it relates to Bitcoin ETFs, we can see them sort of maturing uh, in front of our eyes. They started with, you know, uh, premiums, with exception to GBC, which started with a discount, and they're slowly moving towards zero percent uh, premium and 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 zero percent discount for in GBTC's case, and they're slowly moving towards that. So we can see these ETFs maturing in front of our eyes, and eventually there will be a 0% uh, difference or very close to it between the price of the shares of the ETF and the uh, underlying Bitcoin that each ETF holds. Something to uh, sort of give thought is that currently there are 900 Bitcoin mined per day, and so far the ETFs have basically sucked out of the exchanges, 11,529 Bitcoins per day. So that's 13 days of supply pre-having, and that's 26 days of supply of new Bitcoin uh, post-having, which is scheduled for April. So I basically do the math on that in terms of you know supply being sucked out from these exchanges, uh, but demand, because Bitcoin is ultimately a Veblen product, the higher the price of Bitcoin goes, the more demand for it there is. So I think that, uh, the, you know, it doesn't take a genius here to to uh, do the math. Uh, demand uh, will be increasing and supply is shrinking in a very fast way. One of the head scratcher headlines <laughs> of today Unprovoked violation. Iran strikes Syria, Iraq, and Pakistan. Um, I guess they they looked at the map and and tried to find you know what countries we could uh, we could uh, strike and not experience retaliation. And they and they struck these three. I mean, it's pretty. To be honest, it's pretty embarrassing. Another thing that caught my eye today. GBTC had I was running an ad on CNBC and to, to be honest I thought the strategy of GBTC was just to try to hold on to their existing customers because their their fee is 1.5% versus you know the lowest fees at 0.2%. So I figured you know we're just, uh, they they've resolved themselves to or resigned themselves to just Holding on to their current customers, lo and behold, (laughs) they're actually advertising their 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 fund, which came as a surprise to me. Because I mean, if you were serious about attracting customers, you wouldn't have a seven to eight times more expensive commodity product than your competitors. But uh, apparently, they're paying money to advertise. I mean, the only person who's going to actually newly invest in gbtc and this is why i bring it up right now is so that you're not this person the only person that's going to buy gbtc shares today and and moving forward is someone who doesn't understand their fees doesn't know their fees doesn't know that there are 11 different alternatives with lower fees that they could probably get Uh, So don't be that person. Do not buy GBTC. It has a commodity service with a overpriced uh, management fee. So there's no reason to buy this. Uh, So just, uh, you know, a word of caution. Uh, So conclusion here, liquidity is bottoming. I think the impact of the Bitcoin ETF has not yet materialized, both in terms of uh, the the impact on Bitcoin's price that hasn't materialized at all, basically. Um, But also in terms of what it means for the broader, broader crypto uh, market, I think uh, what we'll find is that there's more institutional interest in the broader crypto market, not just Bitcoin. And, uh, and also (laughs) the final thing, do not buy GBTC. (laughs) Beware. There's no reason to buy it. Uh, like I said, I have no idea why they have uh, why they have the the gumption to to actually advertise their service. I thought for sure that their strategy moving forward was just to you know maintain the customers that they already have. Uh, so with that being said, um, thank you all for uh, tuning in, and until next time, take care of yourself. Assalamu alaikum and peace be upon you all.